Welcome. You've officially tuned in to Woman to Woman Podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman. This platform was created to motivate, uplift, and encourage women. And in this audio space, we will have weekly impactful conversations all about women. We will speak of our trials and our struggles, but most importantly, we will highlight our triumphs and our victories. So join me. Let's journey together as we journey towards wellness, self-love, spirituality, cultivating dreams, transforming our lives fiercely to be that empowered, powerful, purposeful woman we were created to be. I'm your host, Denise Hinkson-Lawrence, and I'm excited that we will grow together spiritually, financially, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Most importantly, we will definitely be restored and we will be transformed. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Women to Women podcast. That's Women, the number two woman. I'm your host, Denise Hanks-Lawrence, and I'm really excited that you've decided to take this journey with me towards wellness. So, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you. And please, at some point, take time to catch up on all our previous episodes, will you? Now, if you are a W2WMVRLA, that's Most Valuable Regular Listening Audience, I salute you. You keep coming back week after week, and I want you to know that your support It's greatly appreciated. Now, special recognition and mention to the international audience, Germany, Canada, UK. You're in the house and you make me feel special. Putting me on the map. Hey, I want to say thank you. And please know that your continued support, it means a great deal. So now, time for my disclaimer. I am not a therapist or a counselor. So in these conversations, the comments, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and should not be taken or take place of you engaging in a professional relationship with a licensed mental practitioner. Okay, ladies, with that said, we'll be right back into our episode. Well, hello, ladies. Welcome to Woman to Woman. I'm your host, Denise Hanks-Lawrence, and I'm glad that you have joined me today again on this platform. Well, today I'm excited to announce to you that I have a special guest with us here on today, and her name is Kristen Edgeworth. Aspect of that. So I'll introduce my guest today. Kristen, you want to say hello to everyone and just talk a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Kristen, and I... I'm happy to be joining here today. Um, I I can't even begin to talk about it. I I'm currently living in Minnesota, and I'm originally from South Carolina. So if my voice and accent sound weird, that's that's why. <laughs> um, a little bit from everywhere. Um, I'm 21, and I'm hoping to become a pastoral minister and just a pastoral counselor as well. Um, I'm really hoping to gear towards um, anxiety and depression and I mean anything God calls me to really but my main goal is to help sling to be able to help people and those two aspects of life as far as dealing with your anxiety or depression so I'm happy to be here and um, just go from there yeah okay that's what yeah. I'm talking about. you know what I love that sometimes we go through life experiences not realizing and some some of us not for everyone but mm-hmm. for most of us 
our experiences, the things that we go through becomes that purpose. It becomes part of our purpose. It's part mm-hmm. of who we are and part of our destiny and how we embrace it or not with the passion or not determines mm-hmm. how far we go because sometimes it's never usually for us. Most of the times, 90% of the time, it's not yeah. necessary for us, but it's for others. And so mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind, can you just share a little bit? Um, Cause we're talking about stressful situation. We're talking yeah. about toxic relationships. We're talking about toxic environment, you know, even mm-hmm. the battle of your mind where you, uh, see things one way and believe another thing another way and that in and of itself can be toxic mm-hmm. we talk about toxic relationship even with food and our health and our well-being mm-hmm. getting to a better place and a better person so if you don't mind just share us a little bit of um you know what that has been for you in terms of like when you talk about anxiety and depression has that has a relationship that you've been has heightened that how did you deal with it oh that's a good question um well I would say one of the relationships I did deal with that was that did and it became toxic was um I had a friend from high school and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna mention his name just for for his sake but at the same time I'm just mentioning it in this way is that um we were friends for about seven years so we met in like uh in youth group and I would say all in all great guy great great friend as far as that goes and I would say for the longest time we kind of both had a crush on each other we didn't really it didn't really come about until I was more in college age and I was still kind of moving around trying to figure out where I was going to go to college um and I ended up moving near him in Charleston and um uh, I was living with my grandmother at the time because I was thinking I was going to be going in besides ministry I was thinking okay for a side job what can I do to take care of myself I was hoping to do something medical wise and um, so I was going down there trying to figure out school and then we went on a few dates or like hangouts or whatever you want to call it. And we ended up just kind of saying like, hey, I really like you. Let's let's go on a date or let's make this official. But the thing is, before that, we mostly only communicated over text. We were mostly kind of like prayer partners. We talked to each other mostly through faith as far as that goes. And that's kind of like I would say how... Um, I tried to have a relationship with that. And that, that's one thing that I would say is kind of dangerous before going to a relationship is just seeing the one side and not seeing the full side of someone else. And that's what happened in the relationship when we started kind of hanging out more in person because when I was moving around, he was more or less like the chat buddy, put it that way. The today's version of what would be like, you know, in the 30s as pen pal. That right. And, um, so, so we would kind of like talk to each other often or at least pray for each other and I just kind of saw that one side and I kind of it's almost like I idolized that side too much as far as like focusing on that side and not really thinking of finding out anything else about him and so we got into a really it kind of like it was a whirlwind we got into a relationship we were doing great the first month and by second month we started having issues as far as um, he was wanting to do things outside without me. Like we would make plans because at the time I was still living two hours away from Charleston at my other house that was in South Carolina and trying to figure out ways of like slowly moving down there, migrating to go to school. And he would have friends in like um, one of the universities nearby. So he would stay with them over the weekend while we would kind of like have, I guess like a weekend couples type thing. Um, but last minute he would change things and I would get mad about it and I'm like okay I don't care if you don't you know do this with me but at least 
tell me about it beforehand if you want to hang out with them that's fine I don't care I'm really a chill person when it comes to things but don't you know last minute and keep doing it last minute of telling me you're going to change plans on me and so right. kind of like what ended up happening and we started having a lot more fights based off of it we started having more grudges and bitterness to each other I was starting to change as a person where I was very irritable I was my anxiety at that point was getting way too up I was getting uh, I was starting to be kind of like having trust issues as well unless like are you right. with your friends are you seriously with your friends you know I was starting right. to really doubt that and he would even like say like I can't believe you're mad so he would also then turn it on me and so it wasn't just him it was definitely me I'm not I was not perfect in the relationship either and I definitely do right. say that although some people are more of the antagonists in the relationship it's still two people because you're still choosing to stay with that person that's toxic and for right. me, it was luckily, luckily I, we ended up ending early. We ended up breaking up. Um, we still talk here and there, but it really did affect the friendship afterward. So we're kind of distant now, but um, that's kind of like what toxic relationships look like. It's like, it's better to catch them early than later because there's some people that I know that stay in it and just, it's just this continuous cycle of just depression, anxiety, and then just mistrust issues. And, and at that point, who is it helping? Is it helping you to stay in comfort and trying and just staying in this chaos? Or is it better to move off and find something fresh? You know what? Glad you say that because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we find that some women, as you know, this is a podcast that's Mm -hmm. catered to a woman audience, even though we sometimes have some guys that listen in, but hey, Mm -hmm. if it helps them to be a better person to their spouse, their partner, their mom, their sisters, their, you know, whatever, we're fine with that. So uh, we certainly do want to say shout out to the guys that are listening right now. (laughs) Yes. But it's really uh, for a place where we as women can heal and just be vulnerable and be honest. And you said something key, which is who does it benefit to stay in this thing? And oftentimes we find women who are afraid to exit a relationship because whether it be Mm -hmm. for you, yes, it worked out that. Okay, within the first two months, the red flag. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, and yeah. you admit, okay, it's not just one side, but it's both sides. Yeah. But we find a lot of women who are afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. So they're afraid to be alone. So they would rather stay in the hell that they're in, yeah. the, the, the mess that they're in, mm-hmm. this toxic relationship that they're in, and rather than to be by themselves. It's, you know, they're more comfortable saying, hey, I'm okay. I know his ways. I know what mm-hmm. he's going to love. I know what he's going to do. I can live with this evil rather than to live yeah. by myself. Mm-hmm. And that can go, I mean, with toxic relationships as well, that can go into dangerous grounds as well because it's almost like not, it's like having a thief at your door and instead of locking your door, you're keeping it cracked open. And that can open doors to demonic practices or even just just, uh, just unhealthy negative situations for that person as well. And that's how, like, I would say a lot of even domestic things start happening. It's not, if it, even if it's not physical abuse, it's the emotional abuse. Right. It's, that's what I mean by, like, who is it benefiting? I'm, yeah. I'm like, are you benefiting yourself by staying in an unhealthy relationship that's killing your brain cells and that's basically affecting you emotionally? Or is it going to benefit you to leave that person? And I mean, sometimes you can still stay friends afterward. It's still, you know... But if it's early enough, I would say that. But if it's dangerous, you know, and you have people around you that are telling you all these red flags, it's like, okay, what are you going to talk to yourself about this? Like, yes, you have people around you that love you and telling you, hey, leave this relationship. But now it's your turn to talk yourself out of it. It's like, don't keep saying, well, why me? 
keep saying, okay, well, why am I not? Why am me as, as far as like, why am I not leaving? Because <laughs> like, what's my problem? And right. I can relate to someone who doesn't want to be alone. Like for me, I've been single now, ever since I have a relationship for almost like three, four years now. Um, and I've been happy. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've been lonely and I'm not, and it's not good for man or woman to be alone. I think that's why God created Eve for Adam. But <laughs> it's, it's better to, it's better to wait on that relationship than jump into that relationship. Because right. it's like, okay, yeah, you're lonely, but don't jump in thinking that they're going to complete you. And then that's going to make you whole somehow. It's, right. You have to focus on yourself and God first before you can let anyone else in. And it's almost like this. It's like, you got to look at it this way. If someone comes along and says they want to be your boyfriend and want to court you, whatever. It's like this. Like, think of this this way. I'm good without him and I'm good with him. There you go. Before you go further into that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, you have to think about yourself first. It's like, okay, if I get into this relationship, what is it going to look like biblically? Okay. Is it going to be is it going to be healthy? Is it is God going to be in the center of it? Is God going to bless this? Because God right, cannot bless right. the thing and you be in it. God walk you through it. And it's just kind of like, there's something like, yeah, God blesses things, but also he doesn't bless things. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what do you want to walk gonna... in? The blessing or no blessing? Right. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. What would that look like? So we'll be right back after this break. Hey, do you have a story to share? Do you have something to say? Do you want to talk about tips and strategies? Well, I think you need a podcast. And what better platform is there than to launch with Anchor? Anchor is a one-stop deal. Everything you need to launch a podcast is already built in and provided with Anchor. And better yet, it is totally free. So download the app, the Anchor app. Or visit anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, your one-stop free deal for podcasts. Visit today, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back to Woman to Woman. I'm your host, Denise St. Lawrence, and we will continue our conversation with our guest here today, Kristen. And uh, Kristen, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, you kind of let lead yourself into the, the part of this conversation that we want to cover about how does one actually walk away from a toxic uh, situation. Yeah. Now, we both know that we're not counselors, so our discussion yeah. here is basically, you know, the journey that you yourself have been through. Like, how was it for you to walk away? Because here it is, you're a woman of faith, and you were in a relationship or a courtship or a friendship uh, with the hopes of developing into something even more with mm-hmm. one who was also of faith. And yeah. so it doesn't matter if the person is of faith or not. A relationship is a relationship mm-hmm. in general. But when you realize, luckily for you or for both of you, then uh, mm-hmm. early in the beginning part of this relationship in the first two months or so, once you yeah. started to get to the next level, you both realized that this was too much for each of you, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. what was it like walking away? We know, okay, after the fact, you're going to be alone or whatever. Do you go yeah. to the next relationship? But was it easier for you? Because yours did not become violent. Yours did not become yeah. where you were trapped in the place where you feel like okay Mm -hmm. for 10 years so it was less time 
So how, how did you get the muscles and everything energized to actually just say, okay, this is not for me? Yeah, um, I would just say, for me, I was just blessed to have a mom that has a very strong backbone. <laughs> Um, that's part of it. I would say not everyone's blessed with um, with moms or blessed with the strong mother figure or what have you. But for me, it was more or less how my parents just kind of raised me. And it's, it, when I started kind of noticing, like, that's, I don't know, like, I, I would have to say, like, they kind of would talk about if you're ever getting into a toxic relationship or anything like that, like, how to kind of walk away. Or at least hopefully to kind of tell us what to see um, with the warning signs as far as, like, it's one thing to have a disagreement. But it's another thing to almost fight all the time. Um, feel like you're depressed because, um, like, somehow this is your fault or somehow this is their fault. And just being angry all the time. It's almost like um, when you meet the right person, even though I haven't met them yet, but I've seen relationships where they didn't meet the right person. It's like you're coming, like, two holes are becoming to come together as one, which is essentially what the whole part of what God wants is two holes coming together. And I kind of dislike how in society where they said, like, oh, my, I met my better half. And I'm like, well, you can't be half of something. You have to be whole. Oh, yeah. The table. And not just bring to the table, but just be healthy. And if you're going into a relationship expecting them to fix you, that's not going to work. That's no, not how it works. Not like, at all. Like, there's times yep. where, like, there's going to be a relationship that do do that, where you will have a relationship where it's for a short time. And I felt like that was kind of how... It was the sister relationship, although it wasn't healthy, it still made me walk away with learning something. Like this one, okay, now I know what to look for in my husband, which is not gonna be this, or it's gonna be natural. It's not gonna feel um, like confrontational all the time. It's gonna feel like a friendship, as far as that goes. When you meet them, you're gonna feel the friendship aspect. It's gonna just flow. There's gonna be a flow to it. And I mean, sometimes there's even, there's even dangers in the natural part of it. Sometimes you meet the person before you meet your husband or meet your wife. But it's kind of like, okay, these are examples. So when you know, it's, it's like you'll know when it's an example and then you know when it's, when it's the wrong, with the one. But right. With one, I would say, like, for me, just walking away from this relationship, it just left me angry. And it almost kind of, like, in a sense for me, it's like, okay, how, why did I let myself into it? Like, why did I get stuck with this? And I kind of made me reflect, like, well, wait a minute. I only looked at it from one side. I only saw him from one angle. I didn't get to see him in a relationship aspect other than partially as a friend. So I only right. saw one side. So I feel like that's one thing that women do or even men tend to do is they only look at the one side they think is great. It's like, don't look at like, you know, don't look at all, like at the baby throwing up. It's not like when you're your parent, you see like, you know, the Instagram pictures of the beautiful baby. And this is just perfect. Like a Beyonce photo with the, like, you know, like a little baby. You think, oh, that's what parenting looks like. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> if you don't see the throw up, you don't see the 2 a.m., you know, bath because the baby pooped all over itself. That's kind of like how it was. It's just kind of like I didn't see all of the other like unhealthy things that were in the relationship. I only focused on what made me happy. And happiness doesn't last forever. Joy hey, listen, last listen, forever. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. So that's the key thing there, you know, because here's the thing. When you have to remember we are supposed to be compatible, right? We're supposed mm-hmm. to fix them at some point, right? So yeah. in, when we engage in a relationship, you may not be whole, I may not be whole, right? Yeah. But together, right, we get to that place. But if you go into it trying to change me or I go in trying to change you, yeah. that's where the problem lies because 
who am I who am I changing you to be right mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's like why, why am I it's like trying to change someone just because you want to be with them it's like no, exactly not how it works <laughs> and we're it's all like coming from together and we're mm-hmm. all coming from broken place. Some of us are coming mm-hmm. with a lot of baggages and a lot of issues. And those things sometimes go, it, 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 it develops over time, right? In our relationship. So for example, if I come in and I've had the experience of, you know, different kinds of abuse and so on and so forth, it can, yeah. it can manifest itself in, in, in many ways. So it can either manifest mm-hmm. itself in a way where I either, um, you know, I flinch every time he passes by or, mm-hmm. you know, he says something and I, I quiver or something that because I've been from yeah. one abusive relationship, you know, so it depends on what the person has been mm-hmm. in and what they've been through. And then also sometimes when they've been through that, whether they've been through the, the hurt and the abuse physically yeah. or emotionally, mm-hmm. sometimes when they get into these other relationships that from the one point of view it looks great oh my goodness this mm-hmm. moment is wonderful this is what it's all going to be all the time and then when it gets mm-hmm. to that sour part it's like oh my god what do I do now but because mm-hmm. we've been through so many other relationships which are pretty much the same pattern they sometimes get stuck and they settle mm-hmm. so for some yeah. it's not as easy to walk away because it's it's what they know their self mm-hmm. has gone down their self-image there's no aspect exactly. of self-discovery and so it's like okay I'm just gonna stay with this because this is what I'm supposed to have because mm-hmm. the last five has been this way the last six mm-hmm. has been this way so what makes this seventh one any better right any different right yeah. so they you become so to the point where you accept that so mm-hmm. we, we, we get in this sense of acceptance and we just accept that and say this is it this is a norm mm-hmm. and really it isn't because no relationship mm-hmm. should we should have to go through that at all yeah at all mm-hmm. but you know thank god you were able to identify that early and move on now when we talk about um relationship we know we've been talking a lot right about in terms of uh, being with someone and so on but yeah another aspect of um toxic relationship can also be in an environment in place of, mm-hmm. of work of employment even right Mm-hmm. And um, you, I know you have experienced that. You want to talk to oh, a little yeah. bit on that? That was a little bit, yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I would say like one thing that got me to leave that toxic workplace was just feeling released. It was one of the things like, you know, God was kind of telling me, okay, now it's time to be gone from this place. It's not to dwell anymore. Um, I definitely went there mostly... Um, I discovered in the end that it was mostly for a friend that I would make that would be like my best friend. But um, because she was going through something, she had like her, like she had this like medical condition where her ribs would constantly move out of place. And so that's one way I kind of discovered like we went on, I went through here to kind of meet my best friend uh-huh. was through this kind of painful experience for myself as well. Um, I would have like toxic coworkers as far as um, like just gossiping about each other as far as that goes and just always just talking down there's no nice conversation there's no nothing like that it was always talking down to someone else like oh so-and-so's horrible but then when they're there it's kind of that two-faced effect like oh we're so glad you're here and I would always hear that or <laughs> um instead of being communicated with like I, I made like one the few mistakes that I made was like uh, as a donut fryer because I was working at bakery um I over like I undercooked one of the um the scones so scones I'm gonna tell you right now it's that's the only thing I don't like being a dope fryer was about was making the scones because scones are very hard to make uh-huh. and how you made them really affected it and 
at first. I mean, looking on the outside, they looked done. Right. But when you opened them up and everything, they were actually undercooked. And so someone had decided to take my undercooked thing. And instead of just telling me, like, hey, by the way, you might want to make sure you, you know, they're actually fully cooked before you, like, hang them or whatever. Uh So instead of telling me this at the beginning, they left a note on my fryer and said, like, we shouldn't be able to service customers or whatever with all of them open and showing the middle being underdone. I sat there. I'm like, you couldn't have told me this <laughs> to my face. Right. I'm just, like, you could have told me, like, I, I mean, I took responsibility. And I know that happens. And then there's times afterward that I was cooking them. I'd open one of them up to see and make sure after that I looked away all hotty totty mad. And then finally, one of the nicer bakers that were there, she walked over and she showed me how to do it. So it's kind of like telling me this leadership thing about this. Like, that's one thing I learned. Like, in leadership, what you don't do. You don't go and call someone out in front of everybody and say how slow they are. You go over and you teach them. Right. Instead of just graciously do it. You just kind of walk over and say, hey, I know you're kind of struggling with this. Let me show you how to do it this way. And that's what she did. <laughs> right. I love this lady to death that she at least saved me on that. Because she could tell on my face I wanted to go cry. And I was already over it. I was already stressed with school. I was already stressed with this. Yeah. And then I'm having also clothes. And so that's one of the reasons why I was able to get out of that situation. It was just like I couldn't handle the toxicity. And I would say if you're in that situation, it's best to leave. If you're knowing that you're going home almost every night having a panic attack. Having a panic attack before work. And having a panic attack during work, <laughs> like going to the bathroom <laughs> at work much. and then crying, That's and then just going too back much. To yeah, yeah, that is just trauma at that point. And I would say definitely have the courage to find another job and get out of there. Or if you have to just quit, I would say just quit and then find another job. <laughs> and just you know, in that way, you can just put your two weeks notice and be done with it and yeah that's that's my that's my experience with uh, toxic relationships at work <laughs> you know Christian I, I enjoy talking to you so much I mean we could go on and on and on but uh, no yeah just, <laughs> just in closing uh, usually what I do with my listeners each week is that I go through this process of everything that we discuss and then I have what I call a call to action and mm-hmm. I not just only say but I actually do it myself as well and, and so I'm going to give that to you today. I'm going to give that space to you today. What, what, is, what would be your call to action to our listeners today that's finding themselves in toxic relationship or to prevent going into toxic relationship or how do they deal with while they're in there, whether it's, you know, at work, it's at church, it's at anywhere, any form of toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. What would be your call to action to them this week to do to, you know, whether it's okay, you know, whatever you want to recommend, whether it's journaling, yeah. whether it's, you know, finding some coping mechanism, whether it's finding therapy, whatever it is, what would be yeah. your call to action based on your experience and how you've maneuvered through and how you got through it and where you are now? What would be your call to action this week? My call would be, um, for me, I was very much blessed with a young adults group that was very supportive of me and that would pray with me. And so that's one thing I would say is I would encourage is to go to your small adults group or your mentor or whomever you have, parent, guardian, what have you, that's strong in the Lord with you as far as that it can be your, um, that can be someone that you spiritually look up to as far as that goes and partner with them and just kind of say, hey, I'm going through this. Can you please be in prayer with me on how to leave this or how to go about this? Um, Because for me, that's how I would say that kind of encouraged me to get out of that situation was just having friends or having family or members around me that were able to encourage me out of it. Now, if you don't have anyone around you and you're kind of like, say, by yourself in that situation, I would say if you can't Zoom meet anybody or you can't talk to anybody, I would just say talk to God about it fast 
um, being mindful about it because, you know, you don't want to just leave a job and then not have something financially stable for you to live off of. Right. Uh, I definitely just kind of go about it smartly as far as leaving that situation as work. But I would say it's still similar, I would say, in the fact of friends, what groups for um, leaving a toxic relationship um, would be the sim- something similar as finding a church. If you can't find someone in your dangerous situation, I would go to a church that you trust and that is going to be there to support you and have them help you um, or until you can find a different place to be is what I would definitely encourage and also for someone who's probably I feel kind of led to talk about this if you have if you're having the courage right now to leave a toxic marriage or relationship that involves children or doesn't involve children say it's like some sort of custody battle over land or something like that God's with you God's got you and the kids still love you you know if the kids may not see it right now um and you know I don't you know you may have people against you people that are down talking you don't listen. Right. This is for you. This is for your relationship with God. This is what God's telling you to do. This isn't your fault. The kids may not see it now, or the loved ones that may not see it now, but they will later. You're loved. You're supported. Um, don't doubt for a second what you're doing. This is what God's called you to do. Appreciate that. Oh my goodness, I appreciate it. Kristen, thank you so much for being on this call this week. We will definitely be more and more. So ladies, you heard it today. Just want to uh, continue the series on toxic relationships and uh, being healed from toxic relationships. So again, it's my prayer and my hope, everyone, that I will continue to be able to bring you content week after week and to bring you different guests and different point of view. We had other speakers who, uh, guests who came on that spoke from a clinical perspective. And today we had Christian that spoke from a perspective of where she is as her platform on Instagram is she walks by faith and she knows what she's talking about. She's dealing with anxiety, dealt with it, I've been dealing with different aspects of mental illness and it is through her faith as well as what has helped her to maneuver to get to where she is. So when she's speaking, she's speaking from a place of where she's been there, done that and has experienced it. So again, it's my prayer and my hope to continue to bring you content week after week. You're welcome to follow, subscribe, download. Come on, do it. (laughs) Let's get those numbers up and uh, share. Describe to the lady. Yes, do it. (laughs) Share, tell a friend. And if you feel led by some chance to want to support Uh, this podcast on a monthly basis you're welcome to do so there are opportunities for you Uh, it starts as little as a dollar so it's up to you but definitely do if this program is not for you then share it with someone that you think will be blessed by it that will be empowered by it and thank you again for tuning in to Women to Women I'm your host Denise Hanks Lawrence and thank you to my special guest Christian thank you Christian we'll talk sometime again okay awesome I can't wait all right bye now bye